On tonight's show, we have not one, but two very talented film people. They collaborated on a recently released short film called The Hit. He's the director, she's the actor. What a team. Stay tuned, folks, for a great show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Rob's Inner Circle simulcast on my personal Facebook page and on the Bobby Short Shorts YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Before we go on with the show, a couple of shout-outs. The most important one is a shout-out to my good friend and producer, Rob's Inner Circle and castmate on Daily Struggles, Miss Jenny Duhame. Thank you so much, Jenny, for being a part of this show and making this as great as it is. Your uh, your uh, contribution is most definitely appreciated. Thank you, Jen. Uh, we have a huge shout out also to a couple of friends of ours who are uh, Daily Struggles fans. Imagine we have one of them in Japan and another one who is in California. They're big, big fans. So guys, a shout out to Raya Cat and Raul. Guys, we prepared something special for you guys. Here you go, the original four of Daily Struggles. We have uh, two of our autographs up there so far. We have Jen and Art as well who are about to sign. You're going to be getting these over here. We'll be sending them to you uh, in Japan and in California. So stay tuned. And uh, like I said, you each get one of those. And also, we have a friend in common the adorable and the very talented Mr. Ange, who's got the Ange TV show, the popular Ange TV show here in Montreal. So we're going to have him autograph as well. So both of you will be getting one of these pictures each. Another big shout-out to a new friend of ours, Mr. Charles V. Rocks Vaccaro, a, a talented musician from Montreal who was once managed, yes, you're going to hear this right, by the Whitney Houston. And he is, uh, he gave us a, a great contribution. He's uh, he put music to our upcoming episode. And he collaborated with our very own Jenny Duhame, who found the title for the song, which is very interesting. She put the lyrics to the song as well and the melody. So it's a, a, co a collaborative effort between both Charles and Jenny. Congratulations to both of you. And uh, coincidentally, Mr. Charles Vaccaro is going to be our guest on December 21st. That's another show you don't want to miss. Now that we're talking about Daily Struggles, we've got episode six coming up on uh, November 4th, this Wednesday. It's going to be coming out at 5.30. We have a thunderous, thunderous episode for you. You guys are going to absolutely love this episode. You don't want to miss this for the world. A huge shout-out as well to our guests tonight, both Jason and Hillary. A big thank you to you. You are the first to submit your short film to the Bobby Short Shorts um, YouTube channel over here. And this is for the cause that we're doing this for. We'll get to that in a couple of seconds. So thank you very much, both Hillary and Jason. Guys, we urge you to go see 
the short film it's absolutely hilarious it's very funny very well directed and hillary did an amazing job acting in this film actually all the other actors did but hillary amazing very very well done so guys you want to go see this short film uh a couple of announcements uh both we have uh, this week a pretty filled up week we're going to be on podcasts the first podcast we're going to be on is this upcoming thursday november 5th we're going to be on the ange tv show podcast follow two two days later the daily struggles cast is going to be on the, the dirty four podcast and that's going to be happening on november 7th the saturday i talked to you about a cause that we have and the cause is it's for the Prostate Cancer and Suicide Prevention Month that we have here, that we're opening up the Movember series for the month of November here on uh, uh, Rob's Inner Circle. Uh, this is to outline, unfortunately, the 720 men that died daily and uh, totaling 262,800 deaths a year of men who take their lives, which is very unfortunate. And these are brothers, sons, fathers, so unfortunate, and we want to help the cause. So, guys, we urge you to get onto the bandwagon and support our cause. Both Jenny and I have uh, did the initial pledge of sixty dollars to uh, uh, open, get things going, and we're aiming for at least a thousand dollars to get the wheel rolling. And hey, if we can get more, why not? It's for a great cause, guys. So, if you want to submit your films that we're going to show here on the Bobby Short Shorts YouTube channel, we urge you to do so by sending them uh, to our email, Rob, Robs, that's without the apostrophe, dot inner dot circle, O-L at gmail.com. So, guys, if you want to submit your films, this is the time. We're going to show your films. It's going to give you great publicity at the same time as to support our cause. And to finish things off, Jen over here, our producer, an amazing girl. She's doing something which is absolutely great. And uh, I'm going to be joining the cause. Jen is going to be walking throughout the month of November, a 60-kilometer walk to uh, commemorate the unfortunate uh, people who take away their lives through suicide. And Jen has asked me to join her in the walk. So, Jen, I'm going to answer you right now. Does this answer your question? That's right. I'm going to be joining your walk. And look at that. Coincidentally, these shoes are the actual Rob's Inner Circle colors. Wow. I, okay. I got them because for the card. <laughs> ah. I, I thought I'd keep it a secret. Anyways, okay. So Jen, yesterday alone, she walked 8.87 kilometers. And that's exactly, if you want to put that in a number of steps, it's 12,896 steps. So if I'm to join Jenny, I'm going to have to start running now to catch up. So maybe we'll be like, you know, at par when we get into this together. So Jen, congratulations for your effort. And I will be joining you and probably have a selfie on one of those selfie sticks we can present on the show over here. Good stuff. So that's coming up. Guys, it's that moment once again. Yes, uh, we're about to get on with the show over here. Uh, both our guests are standing by and they're eager to come on and we're eager to have them on. What a great show we got for you guys tonight. You know the drill. You're in your pajamas, right? That's right, guys. And you have your glass of wine. Uh-huh. And now what I'm going to ask you to do is just 
let down the steam and relax. Okay, this is going to become a meditation class over here. Okay, you want to kick up your feet on the edge of the table like this. That's it, guys. Yeah, relax and let us carry the load. Are you guys ready? Because I know I am. Guys, it's showtime. That's right. Let's get it on, guys. We got two eager guests behind the curtains who are standing by. Can't wait. Come on to our show, ladies and gentlemen. All the way from Hollywood, California, and from Boston, Massachusetts, here are Jason White and Hillary Barraford. Hey, guys, this is fantastic. Thank you very much for coming on to our show. Thank you very much for having us. <laughs> this is awesome, guys. We're going to have a great show. So, guys, we have a lot to cover. Uh, without further ado, uh, let's uh, let's give Jason a crack at it. Jason, this is your first time directing a film, and you made a wise choice of choosing a very talented actress such as Hillary. Tell us about your film, The Hit. The Hit. The Hit is about uh, an assassin who's so goddamn. Excuse me. So damn good <laughs> at her job. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. I didn't so, hear you. <laughs> so damn good. So damn good at her job that you know nothing can break her until she meets this uh, her 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 mark and uh, ends up falling in love with him, and that throws her off a little bit. And uh, I don't know, it was a fun idea, and I, I kind of had Hillary in mind from the get go because Hillary and I had a history from way back. We knew each other through friends. We've shared dinners and drinks, and I was like, you know. And, and then Hillary would always tell me about all these movies that she was in. And I was always disappointed that she was never front and center stage because Hillary had such a great personality that I'm like, all right, how, how can I help that? And so I thought, well, I have a little short that I can make where she's front and center and I can give her a lot to do. And I tried to, so. Okay, see, Jason, uh, Hillary, okay. Uh, tell us about your experience working on the uh, the short movie with Jason because I just find that amazing. Uh, seven minutes of film, very intense. You filmed this in three days, at least three 12-hour days, 11 wardrobe changes. Hillary, tell us all about that. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a, it's a seven-minute film and there's 11 wardrobe changes, so that should tell you all the things that Jason packed into this short. I mean, when he sent me the script initially, um, I was just blown away by how much happens in such a short amount of time and how judicious he was with just the words. Like he, he conveyed so much with so few words and such short scenes and little vignettes that by page three, I already know, you know who this woman is and what her deal is. And I'm, I'm already have this like really strong sense of her. And most shorts, you don't even get that by the end of the short. So I was like, this is definitely different. So it was it was a, it was a whirlwind. Three days. We could have used probably a fourth day, but we we got it done. Look at his face. Jason's like, hmm. <laughs> we crammed in a lot because we also had she had eleven wardrobe changes. We had eleven different locations. That, that that's absolutely wow. That's incredible. How, how yeah. did you guys manage to squeeze this in? It was ambitious. I will tell you that. <laughs> um, I had, we had a good uh, a we had a good producer. This woman, Camilla Brenneson, 
Um, and she just jam-packed everything in. And fortunately, because I'm working with an actor who I know can do it, uh, we didn't have a lot of multiple takes. I mean, I, I had two, three tops yeah. uh, for most scenes. That's true. And because we were friends, we sort of had a shorthand to begin with, just in terms of like, we, we knew each other. So it was easy to work with Jason because I get his personality and I got what he was going for and what he wanted. I mean, our, our only like back and forth on set was always over like the level of comedy, like dial it up, dial it down. And I was always like arguing to dial it down and he was always arguing to dial it up. And I think we've landed in a really solid place to, to play the tone of this thing. Because well, it wasn't gonna work if it wasn't grounded and it wasn't gonna work if it was completely silly, like start to finish. Oh, so it yeah. had to find this like cool no. balance. And in terms of it, Hillary gave me just this great stuff to work with. And the truth matters, yes, comedy should always be played seriously, but it's also about registering that seriousness because you need it, that's when you need it to be a little bit bigger. Uh, she did this great crying scene and it was so realistic. And I'm like, oh my God, is this gonna like kill in terms of the thing? And I thought, oh no, no, this is perfect because it's a really serious moment. And then I had this intercut I, I, it was written a little bit differently in the script, but I'm like, okay, how do I how do I make this? It's grounded. It's such grounded crying. I mean, she was so phenomenal. And then I'm like, all right, but now I'm going to take it and I'm going to undercut it as best I can. And I inserted that she was crying over the Inquirer over a celebrity split up. And it's to me, it's like super funny because her crying is so good, so realistic, and you see, oh. Here's, here's the thing that she was crying about. And it's funny. It works. It ends up being very funny. So you guys are actual neighbors um, in, in Hollywood, and you live right under the sign, right? We live under the Hollywood sign, and I would call us Ferris Bueller neighbors because he lives on one side of his school, and I live on the other side of the school. And if we could Ferris Bueller a few yards and, like, run and jump some fences, I could get him out <laughs> He lives right behind me. I mean, it's it's hilarious. It, it's literally a hop, skip, and a jump. So yeah, <laughs> which which by the way, best shoot location ever. When I had to walk five minutes to set, I was like, oh my god. Because we we use we use the house that I live in as a as a as a location because there were three different areas that we could utilize, so it was perfect. So Hillary, you're in Boston right now uh, because you're living in L.A., uh, Hollywood. Uh, you're in Boston. You're working on a project right now. Yeah, I'm about to shoot uh, an upcoming series that they will not let me talk about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I specifically asked them, and they said no. So, no. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 a new it's a new series for a great network, and it's dark comedy. So, kind of sort of in line with the hit in that sense. And I'm really excited to be working in my hometown because uh, I haven't had a chance to work here in a very probably since I left and moved to LA 12 years ago. So this is kind of like a homecoming in a lot of ways, but um, so much production is happening in Boston, and I'm sure the same is true in Montreal up north. It's so it's fabulous. So I'm I'm thrilled, and I get to work with one of my acting heroes, who may or may not have just won an Emmy. Um, so I'm excited, but I wish I could talk more about it. I really do. But well, you will have a chance come on after it comes out, and I'll tell you all the all the dirt. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I do want to know everything about it because it sounds very exciting. Yeah, it's going to be um, good. It's going to be a doozy. 
Jason, uh, uh, when we were doing the pre-interview, we had an interesting conversation, and I found out they have a lot in common. Uh, I used back in the eighties. I used to love watching the show. You had Bob and Doug McKenzie from the Great White North. <laughs> you folks remember SCTV? Yes. <laughs> One of the greatest shows of all time. And in New York, it played at eleven o'clock to eleven thirty, just before Saturday Night Live. <laughs> okay. But on a different, on a different network, on a different network. Okay. But but it was the one that we could stay up late for, because you couldn't because I was too young to stay up till one o'clock, but we stayed up till eleven thirty or twelve o'clock. So we watched the, the first half hour of Saturday Live. But we we always watched SCTV, and it was so much so much fun. I mean, I love that cast. You know, John Candy, Andrea Martin, Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy, Joe Flaherty, all the gang. I mean, those those guys, and of course Martin Short. Where am I here? <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There I, you go. I really, I have a difficult time with the camera and the way things. Yeah, are. same here. Same here, Jason. <laughs> but uh, wow. So yes, I'm a big fan. So Jason, you're you're from a place that a, a well known. I don't know if he's well known, but I don't know if anybody ever heard of Billy Joel. No, <laughs> no, you, no, no one heard of him. <laughs> no. Anyways, you're from the same place he's from, right? Well, he's from he's from Long Island. I I, I spent summers in Long Island, uh, but I grew up. I mean, I was born in Manhattan, and then I grew up in New Jersey. But that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a New Jersey chip on my shoulder. But I was born <laughs> in Manhattan. I'm a New Yorker, born and bred. How's that? Okay, so yeah, New York, and then you end up in LA eventually. But in between, you had to stop in Austin, Texas. There, it was, it was, it was for me. It was the kind of the gradual move from the city to more city suburban. I mean, uh, in my heart, I'm a city boy, but I love I love the suburban aspect that you can have. I love to be able to hike, and I love to be able to be out in the sun. Um, but I also like this. I also like a place where you can go and get Chinese food at one o'clock in the morning. So. <laughs> okay. Very important. So Hillary, uh, on average, uh, you're involved in five to ten productions a year. Uh, that's a lot of memorization for you. How do you do it? <laughs> well, it's interesting because um, you know, ever since high school, I've had a photographic memory, oh, wow. which has been really handy for tests. But then I learned pretty quickly that for acting, it does not come in handy because when you memorize things like that, it's hard to to like get the emotionality to go along with it. So I started to um, record my lines and, and hear them back. And now I, I, I learn them by listening to them. So I can kind of get some of the, and not by like reading it over and over and over again. Oh yeah, wrote, um, yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm good with, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a writer. I'm good with language. I'm good with dialogue. If it's, if it's well-written, it's very easy to remember. If it's not well-written, it is a beast. It is <laughs> difficult to memorize bad writing. I'm gonna say it. So luckily the hit was real easy. Um, but yeah, sometimes something, Jason's, Jason's seen it. J Jason witnessed it. I have, I have to tell you that Hillary, because we were so close, sometimes I help Hillary out with her auditions. And what amazes me again, always about Hillary is that, you know, a really good actor can sell really bad writing. And that was, that was a revelation for me because I was like, oh, I really hate this writing. Like she would show me these sides that she got for like, <laughs> 
other films and other things. I'm like, boy, there's something about this that just doesn't feel right. And then she would read it, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God. I keep, I keep doing that. I'm like, how, how are you doing this, though? You're making this you're making um you're making manure into gold and i'm like wow okay like this is this is impressive and uh, it just it's an it, to me it's a testament to what a great actor hillary is and how and how truthfully uh, an actor can sell bad material and that's i mean as a director you're like oh that's really fascinating because my first thought as a writer director would be to like let's rewrite this but Somehow you can sell it, and I'm like, wow! I learned I learned that through Hillary, totally. So you can sell it, but it's very hard to memorize it. <laughs> it takes a really long time to memorize bad writing. So that's for all you writers listening out there, make sure you have natural dialogue. Otherwise, it's really difficult. That's beyond my can. So. Oh, is it, is it wine hour? It's wine. It's, it's time to offer you guys a salute. Yep. For your exceptional work to both of you, much success and health in the film business. Cheers. Chantani. Gling, gling, gling. There you Chantani. go. Chantani, yes. Mm. Italian I, for 100 years. Hillary, yes. rum, rumor has it mm -hmm. that you're part Italian. <laughs> I think I just gave it away with my Chantani. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sicilian, actually. So you got some Sicilian heritage in you. I do. I'm Sicilian on my mom's side. My um, great grandfather came over directly from Sicily and uh, was was a barber. had a had a barber shop in Belmont, Massachusetts. Um, and yeah, he would cook for the neighborhood, make wine for the neighborhood. People would come through and pick up their wine every Sunday, like clockwork. I mean, it's just a different time. Is I, I I I wish there was more of an open door policy. Of course. Not so much now <laughs> with COVID, but um, yeah, long line of Italian. So I, I swear a lot. I talk with my hands a lot. I eat a lot and uh, I like my wine. So, hey, you know what? Here, let's go for another one. Hey. Go on, guys. <laughs> mm. Jason, I believe you wanted to show us some, uh, was it clips? Oh, you some photos. Now you want me to, to show a clip? Why did I? That's the funny thing is I can do I can I can I will show you a clip. Okay, um, I'm happy to show you a clip. How long do you want to to watch this? That's the question. Well, you, well I don't know. You got uh, some like about three three minutes. Uh, three minutes is half the movie. <laughs> <laughs> or you have some pictures? I don't know. You want to show us something? Uh, um, I'm, I'm happy to show you some pictures. I'm happy to show you like a a. a, a how about the opening from the film we could show? By all means, sure. Would you mind? We could sure. Roll it. Uh, I'm going to roll it in one sec. I'm always going to do that. Well, while you get prepared, Jason, I'm going to ask Hillary a quick question over here. Okay. Uh, Hillary, uh, what are your movie genres uh, that you prefer? Oh, man, I'm all over the map, truly. I mean, I, I lately it's been a lot of um, horror, like more, but more like Twilight Zone kind of horror, not like sort of horror um that i do a lot of psychological horror i do a lot of comedy um lately it's i've ended a little more toward the darker stuff um i just shot a sci-fi film called assimilated um out in the woods um in california about um aliens so there, there's an actual alien in the film which is interesting okay. um yeah, I've, I've i've been kind of in the genre space 
the last couple of years, but um, I bounce around. I keep it uh, interesting. Okay, Jason. Um... But back to seeing Hillary's praises, you can see in my film that she has an entire dynamic range of different characters because I made her go through the like the hoops for this one. So she, <laughs> she's hard, she's sci-fi, she's angry, she's soft, she's vulnerable. It's, it's good. Um, but I don't know that you'll get that from this clip. This is just the opening teaser clip because I feel like it's probably the best thing to show without ruining a bunch of stuff. Okay. And there are some there are some surprises, but I'm going to share my screen with you. Sure, go ahead. Which, which uh, I'm which I'm so excited to do. And I, gonna, I can't wait to see this. Here we go. The screen's coming up. And then, and then I'm going to play it like so. <laughs> They say you're the best. And get the job done. I gotta tell you, I was a little worried you're being a girl, you know, woman, female woman, but uh, you look like you chew glass for breakfast. <laughs> Kids, no mental cases, no pets. Well, I'm going, I, I, I figured I wanted to show the crying scene. Okay. <laughs> because you know the crime it was it was one of those great crying scenes i mean she was I, I literally have i think a minute and a half or two minutes worth of of her going into deep cry oh god and uh it was brilliant it was quite brilliant well, I, I i will say in the script i'm not crying over the inquirer i think i was actually supposed to be crying over like a breakup or something like something it was a movie. It was you were actually crying over a movie, but we couldn't get the the rights to the clip. Oh, that's right. It was yeah. It that's slowed, right. It, it slowed it down. I think it was the uh, the Notebook. I think the Notebook. That's right. It was the Notebook. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I wrote it. I should remember, right? <laughs> that movie crushes every every girl out there. It's just immediately like. <sighs> but but again, that's that's something that you discover in editing is that okay, a clip will last too long, and it will slow down the what you need and so i had to come up with that other that other different thing because mm -hmm. i think as a writer and a director you really have to be fast on your feet in terms of like okay this isn't working what can i what can i replace that with how can i make this work and for me i, I was really excited because i'm like i'm not married to my writing that much in the sense that i don't want to be precious with it and if it's not working i don't want it in the movie so it's just a lesson for, for future filmmakers who are listening. So Hillary, tell us, um, how did you get started in, in the acting business? Um, well, <laughs> many, many moons ago, back, back in Boston, I had a friend who was encouraged to go see a like modeling agency in Boston, and she didn't want to go alone. So she begged me for a year to come with her to this agency. And I was like, no, no, I'm graduating from college. Like I'm gonna run a magazine someday. I have no interest in modeling or acting or anything. And she's like, please, we can go to auditions together. It'll be so great. So after a year, she finally convinced me to go. And I walked into this Boston modeling agency 
and I just graduated from college and I um, dropped a stack of four by six candidates of me in a cap and gown on the guy's desk. I mean, who in their right mind does that to get a modeling <laughs> contract? Like I was like, hey, you know, here's some pictures of me with my friends. And it was like literally like cap and gown. And I don't know why or how, but somehow they signed us both. I ended up going to an open call for uh, Moonlight Mile, a film with Dustin Hoffman and Susan Sarandon like, nice. to be you know, an extra thing. Um, I ended up booking the part, getting quite featured in, in the film, which was great for our first uh, time on set. And uh, while I was at the casting, there was um, an online casting site there doing a raffle for a free year membership. And I was like, sure, why not? I ended up winning the free year. So that kind of led to just getting auditions and doing things in Boston. I worked in Boston for a while. And then I was like, well, if I really want to be an actor, I should probably move to LA. So took off about 12 years ago. So we have uh, one of our, uh, um, in the audience tonight, there's a friend of ours who was on our show uh, a while back, uh, just popping this name up on the screen. I don't know if that tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. our, our so local good. hero, uh, our local hero, Patricia Chica, uh, an award-winning film producer from Montreal, uh, met you at the Sundance Festival. And since then, you guys have been friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we met at this the Sundance Film Festival two years ago, and uh, she was introduced to me as you know this is she's a great director, she's a great filmmaker, she's a publicist, she does all these amazing things, and we figured out we were neighbors. We lived just down the street from each other, and we're like, no way, this is a small world. And then in the course of that year, we like to joke we went from strangers to neighbors to roommates because we roomed together at the Idlewild Film Festival um, a few months later. And then we became friends. So strangers to neighbors to roommates to friends, all within a few months. Wow, amazing! Yeah, I miss I miss her, but I love that she's in Montreal and just I, I believe just wrapped on her, her feature and just got signed by an agency. And it's like she's crushing it right now. But I do I do miss her back on Beachwood, the Beachwood Mafia, of which she is part. I know I have yet to meet Patricia in person, but. Uh... I'm super impressed with everything that she does. And I, I don't know when she sleeps. It doesn't seem like she's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jason and Hillary, uh, if you have a chance, you go onto our channel, Bobby Short Shorts, and you go into the Rob's Inner Circle playlist, mm -hmm. and you could uh, go watch the uh, when she came onto the show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen, well, tonight our guests are the amazing Hillary Barrafort and the equally amazing Mr. Jason A. White, director and actress of the film The Hit. Folks, if you have any questions you want to direct to our guests tonight, please feel free, right? Absolutely. There you go. If you guys want to ask any questions at all to both our guests, be our guest and ask the questions to the guests. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, um, Jason, tell, tell us, uh, how did you get started off in the film business? Dude, that, that is a long and winding road, and I'm happy to uh, elucidate it uh, to you. But uh, <laughs> I, started out, I started out, I mean, I graduated from college. I didn't go to film school. I moved to, I was up in Rochester, New York, uh, kind, of, kind of near Toronto, but not quite. I mean, four hours away. Uh, 
but I went to New York and I did I did some practicals. Uh, I became a production assistant on a bunch of different things. My first job, I was a production assistant on a, a low-budget horror movie by a Columbia University uh, grad student, and I got paid ten dollars a week. And then I graduated. I I was a, a production. I was a apprentice sound editor on the same film, and I was getting paid ten dollars a day. <laughs> that, that, that's, uh... It was a real pay upgrade for me. Uh, but then I ended up working. Listen, I ended up working as a PA on Entertainment Tonight and uh, a bunch of different things. And I worked on a couple of TV shows. And I thought, you know, my 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 real desire, my real goal is with story. And so I ended up working for a couple of different producers in New York uh, in their development department. So I was reading a lot of scripts. And you know, when you're young and you're full of bravado, you think that you have all of the answers to it. Um, and I was, and I, what I got to do is I got to read a lot of scripts and be and be very critical of them. But I was, to be perfectly frank with you, I was a little afraid for my afraid, even though I have an ability to write, I was afraid to put that out into the world. Uh, although I did, I did do some magazine writing while I was in New York, but they were more like personal essays or fashion things or whatever it was. Uh, because I thought, oh, well, this is easy money. I can just do this. Um, but then I ended up working uh, for producers. I ended up working at HBO in documentary programming. And then I was like, okay, I got I to gotta figure something out. And I knew there was a festival down in Austin that was a screenwriters festival. And I thought, well, if I'm not screenwriting, at least I can be near screenwriters. So I moved down to Austin. I got a job actually for the, the newspaper down there, writing film reviews and, believe it or not, fashion, because I'm, I'm not a very fashionable person. Uh, but I ended up programming the film festival down there. And it was cool, but I felt like I was celebrating other people's work. And I was there for two years and I was like, okay, I guess the next move is to LA because that would be the, the, the step. And I was there and I ended up working in television uh, in the writer's room, which again was a parallel job, but you, you did get to contribute. I was, I was a, what, would they, what they call a script coordinator uh, or a, um, a writer's assistant, and you're there in the room, and, and people are you know pitching ideas and pitching jokes because I worked in sitcoms mostly. And I was like, okay, and then I ended up writing onto a couple of these shows. I mean, tell me if I'm if I'm being boring. I'm giving you. I'm trying to give you the rough details. Of it. Jason, I love it, and the audience absolutely loves it as well. Go ahead, now go ahead. Okay. So I ended up working on a couple of different shows. The problem is that none of the shows that I worked on had any steam, had any locomotion. They were like canceled after uh, two or three episodes. There was one There was one show that I worked on. We got canceled the night. We stayed up writing till midnight. We got canceled the night it premiered, the, the oh, day man. after it premiered. I was like, okay. And and you don't make a track record that way. You don't make it onto, as a writer, you have to, you have to, have a, you have to be on a show that's like a, um, like a Seinfeld or a Friends uh, to make a name for yourself because it has to be a very successful show in order to be on a studio's shortlist, studio or network shortlist. And I didn't do that. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and then a friend of mine showed me a script that he had written for a feature film. Uh, he was more of a neighbor and he, work, and he was at AFI. And I got so angry with the script because I thought it was really bad that I just started to rewrite it myself. And I made it a lot better. And then he gave me another script that he actually was going into production with. And I just, I did some work on that. And that was my first uh, feature film credit. Uh, it had, a, it was a movie that, that starred, that, that I, I shouldn't say starred, but it had Eric Roberts in it. And it also had Seymour Cassell, 
from the John Cassavetes movies. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And I thought to myself, well, now's the time for me to actually make some stuff myself. And I, I had created a, uh, a web series and I uh, co-wrote a couple of shorts and I did direct a very low budget uh, uh, music video that I was the cameraman and everything else. I mean, there was literally no budget where literally I was throwing spaghetti at uh, the band. And then after I, I, I shut the camera off, they threw the spaghetti back at me. Oh, uh, but it was fun. And I thought, you know, this is where if I'm going to do it myself, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have to do it myself. And I thought, well, let me start small because this is a daunting task to, to be a director and a writer. But I thought, well, let's make this let's make this short film that I wrote that seemed to be pretty funny. It was an ambitious, as I said, it was before it was an ambitious short because again, eleven different locations, a lot, a lot of different moving parts. I'm like, but this is this was very much true to who I am as a writer. So I thought, all right, let's let's make that. I was originally I was originally going to make a short that was kind of a, a short version of a feature film that I had written. But I couldn't make it work because I was trying to jam in too much stuff and there were too many moving parts. And this one was much more indicative of who I am as a person. So anyway. So uh, Hillary, you won two awards for the Best Actor Awards. Which movies are these? Oh, it was for um, a, a horror, a, a Japanese horror short called Hot Dog. Oh. Um, about a really bad day in the life of an L.A. police officer. And it sort of centers around um, racism, the police force, but it's very kind of twilight zoney, sort of open ended. But yeah, it did that. That short made the rounds around the world. Actually, it played like fifty festivals globally. It won something like almost forty awards, wow. and I, I <clears throat> took home two best actor awards, which was fabulous and very. It was very exciting. Um, but yeah, it's like the little the little short that could. Although Jason's short is the same exact length, it's the same. It's seven minutes. So I was like, you know what, Jason? Seven minutes very programmable because Hot Dog went like gangbusters because it was so easy to program and so weird, and it was like a nice little palette cleanser. And I do I think Jason's um, the hit. I think our our short's going to be a nice little palette cleanser too for um, film festivals, or at least we're hoping. Well, Listen. Exactly, but I have to tell you that Hillary's performance in in Hot Dog is so good. It's a very it, again, it's a real serious performance. But I was like, oh my god, you're so good in this movie! Like, <laughs> and I only saw it after we had made ours. But I was just like, wow. I don't know if I utilized you to your best, but I, I, hope, I hope I did. I hope I did. It's a very serious, yeah. It's a very different style of performance. There's no comedy in it whatsoever. It's very grounded and very serious but yeah okay is this the first time that you two work together yes definitely yes okay. it is the first time yeah because for you know for a while jason kept telling me like oh you know i'm writing this this film and i i have you in mind for the lead and i'm and i'm tailoring it to you and i'm writing it to you and you know you hear you hear things like this a lot in Hollywood, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm down, I'm down anytime you want. And he keep talking about this thing, and I was like, hey, you know, anytime. And then one day he was like, here it is, and I was like, oh, it's oh, it's weird. This is great. So very flattering to have somebody um, write something and tailor it to your strengths because 
usually you have to like wedge yourself into a character that was, you know, probably written for someone else. <laughs> so really nice to have it be so naturally in my wheelhouse of my my talents. It was it, it was ahead, fun. it was fun to make you push your limits. I thought, and we had, and we had and Hillary and I had a had a long talk because for me some of the some of the scenes with uh, some of the more romantic scenes, I was explaining to her. I said, "Well, I, I I needed to go a little bit faster." I'm thinking like His Girl Friday, and Hillary's like, "Oh my god," you know, her her dream was to be Rosalind Russell, and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I want, to be, I, I want to be Rosalind Russell when I grow up. I also want to be Angela Lansbury from Manchurian Candidate. Like these two women to me are like the epitome of comedy and drama. Um, but, I'm and obsessed I, with those kinds of movies. So, and I, and I do feel like Hillary, like in in the movie, is very much Angela Lansbury and Rosalind Russell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's that's what drew me to it. Like the style of it was like all those screwball comedies that I'm obsessed with. Like I, His Girl Friday is one of my absolute favorite movies of all time, and but it had the strength and it had like the darker elements too, which I absolutely eat, eat up. I love dark comedy and, and darker things. I just think it's really fun to play those those really um, tortured characters. Um, kind of my jam so yeah it was great I mean he really laid it all out for me and I had to rise to the occasion and take on all these different characters within a few minutes of each other and like switch <laughs> like that and I was like I've never been asked to do this and I might never be asked to do this again in quite the same way what <laughs> <laughs> in a lifetime shot That's not there, there might be another time <laughs> no I mean Maybe Meryl Streep gets asked to do these kind of roles, but most of us don't. Most of us get asked to play one character and then just stick with that character. Um, but I saw somebody throw a comment in about asking to see Hot Dog. Yes, where can and that person see it? Un unfortunately, it is not available publicly yet. I do know the director, he told me that he had licensed it to be distributed. So I'm sure it'll be online soon. Uh, a lot of my people in my circle, my friends have been asking to see this film for a very long time and I'm very excited to show it to people. But um, so far it's not online yet. So we have to wait a little while longer, unfortunately. I, I literally had to go to a festival back, yeah. when, back when we could go to a festival because it was playing in LA and I'm like, all right, I have to see this movie because you've been talking about it and you've won all these awards. I'm like, this is the movie I want to see. Cause I had seen, again, I had seen Hillary in so many different other films. I'm like, I want to see more Hillary. <laughs> and it was like, it's her full front and she's so good in it. Yeah, Hot Dog is basically, it's just, it's it's basically me for the, the whole short. <clears throat> and there's like, um, you know, some, some supporting roles, but um. Yeah, that's that's pretty much. It's pretty I, much I, on the screen for seven minutes, I guess. I think. Listen, that's what, that's why I made this movie with Hillary because I like to see her front and center. You know. That's it's, like the nice. That's like the nicest thing you can say to someone, by the way. That's I, very flattering. I, I'm just saying. Oh, look, Hillary has asked. Hillary Hattenback has asked a question. What's your favorite scene in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> well. Hi, hi, other Hillary. What's up? <laughs> I, I have something to say. I, listen, I, have, I have many different favorite scenes in the movie, and because I've watched the movie over and over again, and I watched it through editing. And and by the way, Hillary Hattenback, who did ask that question, is in the movie. 
and she is hilarious, <laughs> by the way, and she's not an actor, which is even which is even the more amazing part. But I just knew like she could totally pull it off. She's a writer and and uh, a, a storyteller herself. Well, she's an um, author. She is an author. It's perfect. She's an author, exactly. Um, but but some of my favorite scenes, one of my favorite scenes, really the, the, the favorite scene is at the end because I feel like Hillary uh, Barraford and uh, Matthew Rochelo, who's the other actor, uh, the romantic, the romantic lead, are, are so are so vulnerable in the scene, and so I don't know they they're giving a lot to each other. It feels like, and they're soft and they're vulnerable and they're saying the most absurd things. And it just makes me, it makes me smile. It makes me so happy because I feel like they're pulling off this very like emotional thing and they're also being pretty hilarious. Uh, but they're being real, but they're both, but they're both being very grounded. So like I watch it and it, it mesmerizes me, so. Uh, okay, uh, you both Jason and Hillary, you are um, aficionados of the horror films. So if I throw something out, you like, I don't know, just randomly, like, you guys certainly never heard of this film, A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Ever hear of that? <laughs> Nightmares as a child, yes. You know, I, I worked as an intern at New Line Cinema in uh, one year in college, one summer okay. in college, and they had all of the Nightmare on Elm Street paraphernalia because that's where it came from. I I love, I love, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's so much fun. Yes, Patty. Again, it's a funny. It's a funny movie too. It has some. It definitely has some comedy in there, which you can do in horror. I love comedy and horror together, or I love comic relief and horror. I think it's. I think it's awesome. I think it's the best way to handle horror because it it lulls you into a false sense of security and safety because you're laughing and you let your guard down. And the next thing you know. <laughs> Uh, I thought at one point that they would never think of this. Someone heard me thinking out loud. They actually made the movie Jason versus Freddy. I just flipped. <laughs> did, did you guys watch this movie? No, but it's, oh, a, no. it's a genius concept. Oh my God, I love it. It, it is a great concept. And I, I have to tell you, Robert, uh, as I may have mentioned, my brother's name is Fred. <laughs> so, so, we, we could have done that as our childhood names, Jason versus Fred. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, Hillary, what kind of advice would you give to uh, someone who wants to go into the acting world? Because you're a very experienced actress. Um, how do they go about it? They want to start off. What, what do they do? Oh, man. Um, I give this kind of advice a lot, actually. There's a, a, lot, of, a lot of my friends usually send me their nephews and nieces and people who have just graduated from college and say, how do I get started? And I always try to tell them to just get on set as quickly and as much as possible and not necessarily as an actor, although obviously that's important, but just understanding what set works is, is great. Um, I think just doing as much student films and projects and whatever you can get your hands on wherever you live is really important because having a resume and having actual tape is going to set you apart from other people. Like if you think about it, like in terms of a business, which a lot of younger actors starting out don't, I know I didn't for a very long time. Um, you're trying to set yourself apart from the next guy. 
So if you're newer and have fewer credits, but you have a great look and a great headshot and you're, you know, young and handsome or young and pretty or whatever, like the way to set yourself apart is to have tape that someone can watch because the other guys aren't going to have tape. It's to have experience on set because maybe they won't have that. It's to, it's basically to do all the things that marketing wise make you way more hireable that you wouldn't necessarily think of when you're just like kicking the tires a little bit. But um, yeah. And then beyond that, it's just networking. The okay. industry is all networking. It's all talking to people. That's sort of my specialty. I think my my greatest skill beyond all the things I do, acting, producing, writing, all of it. I think my actually my greatest skill is probably my people skill and being able to like meet someone and just like figure out who they are and be really interested in who they are and not what they can do for me or for anyone. I think that's the pitfall. The networking it, pitfall is always nice to meet you. What can you do for me? Nothing. I don't know you. I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> and, our, and our friendship, by the way, is, is just a testament to that to that fact. It's like, oh, I know this woman, Hillary. I'm going to make this movie with her. You know? Yeah. It's it's honestly. I, I I think the key is to like get to know as many people as you can, but do it. You know, only if you're interested in them. I, I, I don't like I don't waste my time on like getting to know people who can help me if they if they're horrible people. <laughs> like I just don't waste my time. I think it's really important to always be like connecting with people and talking to them and, and, and figuring out what you like about them and what you can connect on outside of the film industry. Um, but, yeah, I think. I think the networking, I mean, and, and Jason and I met because I, I met our, our mutual friends, our writers, and I met them at a, at a friend's event and connected with them immediately and became friends. And then through them, I met Jason. So, and, and we were, I mean, we, it, it's not like we had, Oh, what can you do for me? Or what can you do? Like, how can we help each other? It was more just like, Oh, we're just friends. And then later it was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if Hillary were in this movie? For me, it was just, wouldn't it be great if Hillary were in this movie? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's the, the that's like the basic structure. I have lots of um, much more specific advice if there's any actors uh, listening or feel free to ask specific questions. But I think there are ways to game the system. I think there are ways to like throw up some numbers. And by that, I mean like getting auditions. I. I figured out a couple years ago, like if I treated it like a sales job, I got, I did way better with getting auditions. In terms of numbers, I dropped a lot of fear around contacting people directly, um, filmmakers, casting directors. I would pitch people directly via email. I did this for years when I didn't have a team. I didn't have agents, managers. I was doing it for myself. Um, and that upped my auditions by a lot. So there are definitely, there's always something you can do. It's, it's, it's one of those things, this industry where you feel really helpless a lot of the time, no matter what you're doing. You're like waiting for someone to hire you as a writer, or hire you as a filmmaker or a director. And yeah, you can go off and you can certainly make your own things. And that's like Jason did and like Patricia did. Um, and like I've done myself and I think it's awesome. But you also don't have to just do that. And you don't have to wait. You can be there's a way to do it. There's a way to hit people up and just be like, raise your hand and be like, I heard about what you're doing and I'm super interested. I would love to be considered like, not like in a weird, like desperate actory sort of way. 
to both of you, Jason and Hillary, have you ever participated in the Fantasia Film Festival in Montreal? I, I, have I not. think so, actually. Unless, <laughs> do you recommend it? <laughs> Uh, definitely, yes. It's a great way to, to show your films. <laughs> um, okay, so you both like anime. I'm sorry? It sounds like a genre fest. Is it a genre fest? Well, I don't know much about it, but uh, I know that it's a film festival that is renowned. You can uh, submit your films there. Uh, I can find out afterwards when we go off air. I can give you more information on that. Sure, I would guess. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to Montreal? You know what I mean? Speaking uh, of which... I, 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 at this point, I want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> oh my God, I'd give anything to be in your place to be in LA. You want to change places with me? Come to Montreal, no problem. We can swap, it'll be great. <laughs> First of all, you, you, we're about to get some snow. It's going to be really cold. You know about that, Hillary, right? Uh, way uh, way ahead of you. We already had snow here. It, oh my God. It, I just... it was record snowfall for October. It literally set a new record. It snowed the day before Halloween. Oh my God. And, oh. and you forget, I'm a New Yorker, so I like weather. I mean, okay. I love LA, but I do like my weather. I like rainy days. I like snowy days. Well, I've had all that <laughs> <laughs> in the last week and a half that I've been here. I've had all that. Oh, God. Nice. You get, give me sunshine 366 days a year, and I'll take it. You, you know, too. when I first moved here, I actually, like by July, I actually got depressed because it was sunny all the time. Like it wouldn't, oh it wouldn't be cloudy. I'm just saying, like for me, I'm I'm used to it now. <laughs> but, but the first, but the first few years I was here, I was like, oh my god, it's sunny. I just want a day where it's cloudy, where I don't feel like I have to be outside. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm like, it's windy and cold. It's 30 degrees today. I'm like, get out of here. I I get I it. I forget what that is in Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> I get it though, because uh, listen, I got fed up with New York. It was, there was one winter where it was, everything was all um, icy and, 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 and the, the street corners were all muddy. And you just felt like I need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now that I'm out of it for 20 years. I'm like, I miss it a little bit. No, <laughs> not that much. Well, it's nice to visit. How's that? <laughs> so you both like cartoon genres in the likes of The Simpsons, Family Guy. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you relate to these shows? You didn't? No, how do you relate to them? <laughs> oh, how do I relate to the shows? They're they're very sarcastic and um they take down uh, a, a lot of people that uh, should be taken down, you know? <laughs> uh, well, What's not to like? <laughs> I, I like them because I, I literally developed my sense of humor from The Simpsons because when they first came out and they were a short on the Tracy Ullman show, I had like an illegal TV that I hid in my bedroom when I was a kid. I, I think I stole it from my grandmother's basement or something. And I would like go under this like table and under this like tablecloth and watch the Tracy Ullman show like late at night. Uh, it's probably why I wear glasses. <laughs> but also like at the time I was watching the Simpsons when they first came on I think I was like Bart's age or something now I'm dating myself but like I just I, I literally grew up watching the Simpsons like actual I think all of my sarcasm and my humor I think a lot of it comes from there 
and I especially love when Adam West, the original Batman, would come on and uh, do his thing on The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, right, he would. Yeah, oh that's, that's the Mr. Plow episode. Mr. Plow. <laughs> Great episode. My name, that name again is Mr. Plow. But exactly, and it's a very much a bonding situation because I remember seeing it with my my brother and my my mother, and we got up once, we were having dinner at my grandmother's house, and we're like, oh my God, we have to watch The Simpsons, it's on right now, and this was, you know, before the days of uh, DVR, and we were laughing so hard, and it was so much fun to, sh to be able to share it with my mother and, and her mother. Like, they didn't quite understand, but it was fun, anyway. The, the day I realized that I watched a lot of Simpsons was uh, during college, I would watch back-to-back -back episodes to the point like my friend had VHS tape where the commercials were all cut out and like one episode would just roll right into the next almost like on top of each other so we'd sit around and watch tons and tons of The Simpsons and oh nice um and my, my roommate Kim hated cartoons refused to watch it never watched it with us never was like even in the same room and she went off to like um um Oxford for like a semester abroad and they had a drinking game like name a Simpsons episode and this girl who had never seen an episode won every time she played she won just by being around me and him enough to like That's be able to regurgitate episodes and I was wow. like oh, I guess I watched a lot of Simpsons <laughs> That's all we talked about uh, Hillary and Jason this is uh, that time uh, of uh, you know Unfortunately, <laughs> it's it's just about closing time. So, um, it's Hillary, Hillary and Jason, uh, what are the last you know the last words? Any advice like besides filmmaking? Let's say someone uh, who's got an ambition in life, whether film uh, filming or whatever. Uh, what is it that you recommend? It's like keep focusing, uh, never give up. What's your motto? Well, I, never give up is, is is a great one, but it's also you get to your moment when you need to get to it. As you can see, I'm a little bit older with a little bit uh, more snow on my face. Um, I didn't get to this till late, but I don't think I could have done it as well had I been had I done it earlier in my life. Um, but I but I got to tell you, it's like a drug, and I want I want more. Uh, but just keep the, keep the ambition and keep the interest and keep the energy up, and uh, you'll eventually get to what you need to do. So, but also, but also uh, with Hillary, uh, I, I say it's good to be able to do things on your own and be don't be afraid to fail at them. Uh, like I'm very happy that I did this on my own and I'm doing another one on my own, and then hopefully, like a, a little bit later, but I'm happy to do it on my own and I'm able to do it on my own right now. So, uh, Hillary, your closing comments? I mean, I'm I'm the biggest fan of people who want to do something that's a little bit out of the ordinary, whether that's in the creative field or outside of it. And I coming, coming from new England, I love new England. I love this place, but it's a, it's a hard place to kind of branch out and do something different. I'm still getting a little bit of blowback for uh, <laughs> leaving and going to LA. Um, not from everyone, but s some people. So I, I think it's important to like list, listen to you, listen to yourself. And if you really want something, like I, I'm such a fan of going for it and going for it hard. And if 
like Jason was saying, if you fall on your face, like that's, that's what happens. Uh, don't let that be the end of it. Like go for it hard and just keep going for it because don't, don't listen to people. Don't listen to other people who tell you you can't and don't listen to people who you ask for advice and give you like cautionary sort of like, Oh, if you can do anything else, I would do that. Like if that's, that's bitter people advising you, like just, if you want it, just go for it. Jason and Hillary, thank you so much for coming around the Rob's Inner Circle. Much, much appreciated. What a great evening. It was very entertaining. Thank you to our audience, Patty and, and, and Frida. They're saying very nice comments on here. I'm just looking at them. I just want to acknowledge that it's really nice to have somebody listen to you. Well, <laughs> I, I, well we're just going to put up our closing comments here before we go. Let's see. Uh, Thanks for having Frida. Me. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a, my profound pleasure. Okay, what, Jenny, this is what she's got to say, okay? Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. our info. And Patty's going to sign off as we go uh, into the outro over here. Patty, thank you uh, so much, Patty. And everybody who actually joined the uh, podcast today, thank you to all. Uh, you can watch uh, the podcast once again. It's going to be re-airing on the Bobby Short Shorts YouTube channel in about a half hour. Cool. So, Jason and Hillary, please stay behind the stage. I'm going to come back to get you as we close the show. Great. Okay. Th thank you so much. Stand by, guys. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, Hillary Barraford, an, an actress and writer and director, Mr. Jason A. White, were our guests tonight. An absolutely fantastic show. Thank you again to each and everyone for tuning in. Next week, guys, we're going to have uh, our, ne our next guest is going to be Cleo Baby G. He's the newest sensation. He's a multi-talented instrumentalist. And Cleo is featured in the upcoming production of La Cap, which will be re released on November 10th. So, guys, from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, this is Robert Delasio, host of Rob's Inner Circle. And also a big thank you to Jenny Duhame for producing the show. We're signing off. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week, same time. Good night, everybody.